Today on the Dig Podcast, I am speaking to Anna Corey. Anna is the founder of the amazing social media Instagram account, Blossoming Birds, which has over 95,000 followers, and they all tune in daily to follow Anna on her journey of motherhood and so much more. Anna has worked with some well-known brand names such as Mamas and Papas, Jules, The White Company, Centre Parks Paris and so many more. If you follow her on Instagram, you'll get to see her fabulous grid and all the brands she's represented over the years. Anna also has a degree in communication and public relations, plus eight years experience in managing a large retail supermarket. She understands, because of all of that, the struggles which are faced by small businesses on creating content for social media especially. Her passion for working with brands as well as wanting businesses to succeed has led to her launching AC Connects in 2018. And within that, Anna helps with content creation, helping develop skills for social media management and developing influencer marketing strategies for businesses. So that's exactly why I wanted her here on the podcast today, exactly what we want to discuss, all things influencer marketing from the influencer perspective, but also from the business perspective. So we're getting both. So I'm so excited she's here. Welcome to the Dig Podcast. I am your host, Caroline O'Neill, and I love to discuss all things online marketing, managing money, collaborations, making that killer pitch and developing that product that will make millions, as well as so many other topics that will inspire you in your business. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Dig Podcast. It's my absolute privilege to speak to thousands of you each week. Remember, I love to know when you've listened, so screenshot the episode and post on social, tagging me on Dig for Success and Dig Mama, and I will reshare with my audience. I'd also love if you could leave a review for the Dig podcast on whatever your favorite platform is, Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. I love to see all your reviews. Hello, Anna. Hello, thank you so much for having me on here. Oh my God, no, thank you. When I think of someone like you and how you're a content creator, but also work with business, that's gold for my audience. So it's it's actually a privilege for you to have said yes. So thank you so much. And I sort of introduced you there but that's just my words. Can you like give us a wee bit of background? You know, how did you get to be like doing what you're doing today? Do you want to tell us a wee bit about it? Well, I was listening to you explain that. I was thinking, gosh, <laughs> I didn't think of all of that myself. Oh my, I know sometimes <laughs> you need someone to actually point it all Look out to you. Look the outside. Yeah, so um, yeah, you touched upon the, the degree in PR and communications. And I think the very onset years ago, I really always wanted to work in marketing. Obviously, back then, there was no such thing as Instagram or Facebook, even Facebook. I remember one of our lectures saying, you know, Facebook, there might be advertising someday on this and us like laughing at it. Um, So it was kind of so far back. So after completing my degree, I applied for a retail management graduate program. And it was over a nine month process to get to the end of it. And when I was offered a space at the end, it was too good to decline. There was over 3,000 applicants and 30 places. So um, there was 10, sorry, five from Northern Ireland. So so there was a wee group of us and it was just too hard to decline such an amazing opportunity. So I quickly found myself right in retail management and I ate, slept and breathed (laughs) that program. and the plan was after five years, you were a store manager. So it, it went along kind of with plan. Everybody else dropped out. I think it was the last um, one of the graduates there, but we had a mortgage and all at that time. So it was like you were not, no matter how tough the going got, you stuck it through. And it gave me so much experience and knowledge on like on customer, on like communicating with your customer, on understanding their wants and needs. But then on one of my maternity leaves, I set up um, my Instagram and put it under as Blossom and Birds so that nobody would know that it was Anna Corey. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that was to kind of um, hide it. And I remember like family and friends, everything thinking, what is Anna doing on this, you know, Instagram and putting up what she's doing? But I found such a community and a lot of, the, of them at that point was even in America. But you were messaging the night feeds and you just started to build this wee community. Um, and then as that built and Instagram grew, brands were starting to reach out to people for collaborations. And that was really like, can you do a post and can you do this, that and the other for a bib? And it was like, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, doing like just working with different brands and being so excited for that 
for that prospect along with growing my community and then back to work um, I, I think I went back to work and my audience was about 12,000 at that point and I started to have brands asking how do you do this and on the side I was trying to help them I was starting to set up back in 2017 I started to have workshops in my own house on a Sunday and I would have like a wee group of 10 people and we'd have like a wee focus group and that was just me trying to help bring in people because I couldn't keep up with all the responses to everybody individually and I was just trying to give them everything I knew so far about using Instagram the basics of it communicating with an audience and creating content and I had to like draw a line at them because it was working and then having that the weekend along with the two girls and um, so then that's when I started to think actually along with Blossom and Birds which was getting more and more brand deals and on the global scale I was thought right okay actually I'm not here enough for the the kids and what I want to do so I'd worked so hard to get to that place in retail management then I got there and I was like okay maybe maybe I just want to go back into the market and so I took the jump in 2018 set up AC Connects to help businesses because I could see the value in it and understand the influence for marketing mm -hmm. And continue doing Blossom and Birds because it, I just love it. <laughs> That's my, you know, yeah, I just love it. It's so, it lets me be creative. It's my, it's always going to be my outlet and it's always going to be my wee, like I have such a community and group of people that right back from six years ago that I'm still in touch with mm -hmm. day and daily. So that's really special. That's amazing. And before we went, started the podcast, we were speaking to someone else that's in the room that has left their full-time secure job to into the unknown of self-employment. And you were saying how that inspired you and, and you were encouraging her, but you don't, you've done, you done that. Yeah. So like that was a leap of faith really as well. It, it really is a leap because I think, I always think in order to grow something fully, you have to give it space. So I could no longer continue working that job and to the level because I had 150 in my team to the level and I was even though I was the first to go four days a week in Northern Ireland I had to kind of trial and be the role model of making that work and to make it be flexible working but four days a week I was still working seven because the buck stops for you and I know that other career I don't know if we can <laughs> say what the other career was but it's a job like most people's jobs it doesn't stop the minute they walk out the door yeah. it's all consuming so if you're wanting to chase something else you have to give it the space to grow and um, you can't ha give everything your full attention so there has to be a point that you're standing like what felt like on a cliff edge about to make a jump and thinking I'm just going to go for this um, and even when somebody tells me they've done it I feel that still I still feel that feeling in the pit of my stomach being like that is brave and it really is but I think you, you never lose your experience you never lose your knowledge you know if you've got adaptable skills you're going to apply them anyway go out and take that risk because actually trust and believe in yourself that you'll put in the graft and I said, I remember sitting and I said, there is no job that I will not do to ensure that our mortgage is paid. <laughs> so like, you know, within, obviously with a reason, but there's like nothing that I'm like, actually, I have so many sets of skills that I can apply. So I think that if somebody is leaving their full-time career to jump into, whether it be social media or whether it be anything else that they're thinking I, like I have friends that went off and had babies and were like I want to be a midwife and they left I want to be a midwife I, I want to be the <laughs> midwives are the best no, they are oh, the best gosh. and that it's just but just that goes yeah. to show the experience as well that you have had because I feel that way I'm like you are just an angel a real life angel but um yes yeah, so I think that you just have to think actually you know but somebody people would say but sure I'm 45 and you'd be like but you've another 15 years or whatever of work or you've yeah. another 20 years of work why don't you go and spend them 20 years doing something that you really love and never looking back and thinking I wish I took that I wish I tried that out because you'd be better like you know you'd better saying look I've tried it and I've given mm -hmm. it a go than a what if I know. Oh my God, that's what we actually hadn't planned to talk about all of that. But that's very inspiring <laughs> for anybody that's listening. And I just had a um, get together with a load of friends at the weekend and we were talking about what's been your one life uh, lesson or what would you tell someone? And one of the people on, in our group said, don't look back. And I know this is such a cliche, but don't look back and regret not trying. So so that's what you're saying, you know, and if you've yeah. got the skills, you'll, you'll get a job somewhere until it 
you figure it out. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's so inspiring for anybody that's listening and wanting to take the leap. So let's talk about collaborations. What is a collaboration, Anna? And and what's your proudest one or, or one that you can tell us about that stands out as being very successful? I think, first of all, a collaboration, which, you know, regardless if you're a business or regardless of if you're, you know, just having your own wee personal Instagram account, whether that be with another friend or whatever to do, something collaborations have so many benefits and that can be to grow your audience, to to reach an audience that still have the same interests in your product or in what you're offering. And it's kind of getting together and there's normally a mutual benefit as well for the two people to think, right, we're going to put this time in together. Um, my proudest uh, collaborations, probably, well, I've got worked with some amazing global brands and you've mentioned some of them, um, Jules, the white company, I remember um, my first house and getting the white company brochure through the door and flicking through it and I used that brochure like it was a magazine, it sat and I kept picking it up and going through it and whenever they asked to work with me, I, I think I read the email about four or five times and I just, could, I was, it was such a pinch me moment. And then working with Jules as well and even seeing my content being shared on their page and being like, that's our local beach, like all of these beautiful locations in Cornwall in England and that's our wee beach in Northern Ireland and I've like, you know, it's on the landscape now and it's being representative mm -hmm. of like our country. Um, and I always feel very proud of working with those brands too because they also get they get what I do and they get my tone and they're so good of saying like this is what we would like you to do but you can do you know we trust you we know that you know your audience and I just get to be really really creative mm -hmm. working with those brands too and um, and then also the brands that I'd be really proud to work with is kind of on an IC Connect scale but also Blossom and Birds is seven um, a clothing boutique in Limavari and I was meeting Nicola as a one-off two-hour mentoring session um, 13 months ago and I don't think the phone has stopped since just two people that, that hit it off and at that point Nicola was only setting up her online store because her shop was shut and we were in the middle of lockdown and she was just trying to get her her stock out to her audience and her customers and have her a way for her customers to be able to still purchase and in that year that is now almost like it's a standalone retail online store. It has grown so much in the year. And I feel really, really proud of that because I can I can see the impact on somebody and on a business and on, on the full team and on the team expanding. And it's lovely to see that you work with the worldwide brands, but actually that makes me really, really proud as well because I feel very involved in that. That's amazing. I know I've seen Seven um, come up so much more in the last year on my socials yeah. as well. So I can see all the work they're doing and all the work you're doing behind the scenes. So I love to hear that too about the small businesses, but equally pinch me when white companies, yeah. you know, yeah. get in touch. You know, that's unreal. And, you know, you have the both elements and you're allowed to be proud of both of them. And amazing that you're helping small local businesses as well with your knowledge. Um, we're lucky to have someone like you about. You. But you're such like an amazing content creator so much so that you know when I look I'm like oh, I need to up my game but I know everyone has their way and it suits their audience but yours has got this when you look like if anyone's listening and they're not sure what we're talking about if you go and look at Anna's uh, grid for instance on Instagram it's just beautiful and it's everything that she you know her brand values like we've talked about in other podcasts and all always shine through and everyone about family and you know and, and how much she's involved and you know bringing her family along on the journey you can definitely see that but Anna there's loads of businesses listening and influencers and they want to try to create that effect for their business as well can you give them like some practical advice on how they can create content themselves that stands out in their own way like that represents what they do not to try to be like you but can you give them any practical tips because some people are hitting their head against a brick wall sometimes with their content I get that and I, actually I think no matter who you are or what you do you'll always have that thing of that comparison they I know it's so cliche comparisons that they they of joy but actually so many people still go, oh, look what they're doing, isn't that amazing? Or how do they do that? But for the technical accounts and tips, and I am no, like I'm not a photographer, I'm not a professional photographer, but one of the most common questions I get asked is what camera do you use? And I think that people kind of want to hold on to a thing of like, if I go out and spend 
£500, an amazing piece of kit. I'm going to get that. And I know that it's maybe not the reply that people want to hear. But I'm like, you could take a photo with an iPhone and you could take a photo with a Canon camera. And yes, the quality or the image, like the pixel, it'll be maybe a wee bit better. But actually, that's not what's going to achieve this amazing image. So what you really want to do is forget about spending £500. So I would love to say to everybody, clean the back of the lens before taking a picture because it makes it so much clearer. Like iPhones, Android, all of those cameras nowadays are what you need for Instagram. You don't need to go out and spend a fortune. And then see what do you want your audience to see. Start to think, okay, if it's just a product, if you were just sitting just that product, is that enough to really engage or inspire, catch somebody's eye? Maybe if you were involved in it, people love to see a face. And actually, like, people are, like, you know, sociologists say they're actually more attracted to seeing somebody's face back at them or smiling or some engagement because they're more likely to stop at it. So does it work that somebody's face is in it or you're in it or you're representing the brand? And if not, actually, if there are any accessories or ways that you can style that as well to be eye-catching. And then whenever you're taking the image, set up, take a nice image, and then edit it. And the editing tools, they don't have to cost a fortune either. You're probably speaking about spending $1.99. I think I use Visco um, or Lightroom. And they're both apps, I think. Visco's $1.99 and that's for like the professional kind of pack of it. Um, so yeah, I think that then finding an edit, slightly brighten it, tweak in the contrast and you can even save your edit so you're still you're applying that same edit to all of your images and it's not taking half an hour to sit down and edit a photo you can quickly get your photo drop that same edit on it just so there's consistency and the your grid looks a bit cohesive and it means that everything doesn't have to be overly planned but if it's all got the same edit on it it starts to look like it all fits together mm -hmm. um, and you can obviously tweak it because there'll be times of different lighting so maybe the brightness is actually too bright and you can bring it down a bit but I think that using iPhone or Android or whatever your mobile device is and it's always handier um, editing your image with an editing tool and then if people want to especially for businesses if they're wanting to start to think right I want my, my grid to look nice use a grid planning tool um, and drop it's another app and most of them are free and you can just drop your picture in nearly like it's a jigsaw puzzle and start to move them around it uploads your instagram of what you've already posted and you can drop it in just to see how it looks and what do you call that app oh i have to double check okay. it, there used to be one called snug and it was amazing and they haven't updated it yet so there's too many glitches in it okay and i've only started to use one i think it's called preview okay it's preview, app. preview. Yes, well i'll is. put the in mm -hmm. our little notes under the description of the podcast we'll put that we app yeah. in so people can go and look so. yeah now i wouldn't recommend i wouldn't recommend um posting from the preview no. app because that nearly instagram recognizes that as a third party tapping in and it's not their business or creator suite is a different one. So what they can see is that that looks like a bot to them and starts to shadow ban or block your content. Oh, we don't, we, we don't want that so you don't want, you don't want to put Absolutely all that not. effort in no. and then no one to see it. Yeah. So yeah, don't don't like, like just use it to look at it, but actually post it from, yes. you know, just directly from Instagram. I think say. that um, in businesses, going by my experience too, they get so caught up on, you know, what the grid looks like and, you know, and all of that. But if, if each post you've dedicated the time to making it look good, it will feed through your brand values. But like some people are like, well, I don't have time for that. And I keep bringing them back to like their shop window. Well, would you throw that dress yeah. on that mannequin, not even iron it? and not even put on any accessories on her. It's the exact same thing with your actual photos on social and, and Facebook as well, not just Instagram. So that attention to detail that Anna's talking about has got her recognized by brands, big brands. So if you're a small business and you want to get recognized by your customer, you need to do what you're saying, right? Yeah. Just to give that extra deep like attention Absolutely. to your content. But on the same stage of that, I would say, don't let it ruin your spot. Don't, yes. st don't stop being spontaneous. If you're out doing something and you're loving that and you're really passionate about it and you want your audience to know about that too, go on and post it. And like, if you're, don't be worrying if that is going to, oh, that's going to stick out in my grid because actually 
your audience aren't as you know they don't they don't keep looking at your top nine no. images and be like oh they just want to have good content coming through yes it's nice for new followers who stumble upon your page to look and say oh this looks really eye-catching I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on here a bit and have a look but actually don't let it define you completely or don't because sometimes people get so caught up on the so perfect image on keeping the colors right that actually they're, they're stopping being creative they're stopping saying oh look what this is new this is happening right now and just sharing the then and now and as it is so I think and do you know what Instagram so is moving away from that especially with the reels and things as well and they're trying to encourage people to be more a bit more ad hoc and posting as and when and if you're genuinely doing that it's not always going to fit into your grid all the time but if it's really good quality engaging content you can get, get away. it up there you can get away with it not fitting into it yeah, yeah. get it up there yeah. um I think that comes back to what people are saying look after the audience you have and stop trying to think about Absolutely. the ones that are coming because yeah. if they're there give them what they're looking yeah so that's so good so you know that you can use your iPhone and um, there's apps out there which are so cheap to edit and think about attention to detail and then I've written here can you give businesses on any any tips on how to reach out with a credible proposal to someone they want to work with now, I know me and you talked about this behind the scenes before yeah. we came on the podcast. This is a massive topic. Massive. And it's one that, you know, that we're both looking at from both sides because you work on an influencer capacity, but then you also work with businesses who are reaching out to the influencers. So we see what's going wrong on both yeah. sides. Yeah. So my question is, can you give any tips on how businesses can reach out with a credible proposal, I'm saying, yeah. so that influencers will take on board and, and, and come back with a response? Yeah, so I think that and many influencers are probably very similar in the sense that they could get multiple per day. And I think it needs to stand out in a way that actually, maybe, you know, if it is, if it's a collaboration and it's just, you're wanting help and support from an influencer, then you're bringing the proposal directly to them, leaving kind of no stone unturned and exactly kind of what you're hoping to achieve. And ideally already having a bit of a relationship with that person that it's like, you know, that you're saying to somebody, a friend or a family member, can you can you help me out a bit here? Can you help that, you know, I've got this idea, can I bring you on board and let's do this together? And I know that you don't mind us you know, speaking about the proposal that you made back, goodness, 2018 probably mm -hmm. 2019 mm -hmm. um doing a giveaway around christmas time and it was so i suppose for people who are tuned in and maybe don't know i used to have a retail store and i followed anna and in my head someone like anna and in inverted commas of that following on social we all have that feeling you're like oh she's never going to work with me she's never going to say yes and that's only natural because you've created such a beautiful brand a personal brand and i not to take over from what you were saying but i really wanted anna because the business side of me wanted your audience right that's just that's me yeah. i wanted your audience to know about my shop because i did children's work so it's like how am i going to get her and um, and this is just what I was thinking in my head, Anna. I know that's probably yeah. not the professional thing for me to say, but I needed you in my life at that stage because I just launched my online store and just to give the background to it, and I needed that influx of online traffic from all over the UK and, and all over the world, as you say, to buy the kids' clothing. I invested a lot of money so in the kids' clothing. So I said, right, how am I going to get her? So do you want to tell me what happened then when you got the request? And then I can add bits in. Yes, yeah, so um, the email came through and I recognised your name straight away before I opened it up. So I think that's a big thing as well because actually, Caroline, you've always been so supportive. Like way before even there was the online store, you'd have been liking and commenting and it's just started to get that actually we never had met in person. But I knew you and I had been following along with you because you were always so supportive of my own content and what I was doing too, which I really appreciate it. And I opened the email and you were like, you know what? I understand if you're too busy, it's busy time of the year. We both had just newborns at the time too. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, throw another baby in. The <laughs> just, <mix. laughs> just stick that in. That was, um, but yeah, and you were like, but actually here's what I would love to achieve. And there was a document attached and it was literally a very visual brief. I had, I was very, very clear of what you wanted to achieve. You had put in that you hoped to do a giveaway and um, the value of the prize, uh, there was some kind of imagery of the products that you stocked and why you thought that they would sit 
um, my brand and our own personal style and everything was just so crystal clear. It was like, look, it's no problem at all. If this doesn't work at this time, and it was just, it was directly right there. And I could see the value in what you were offering for my audience because actually you were offering a really generous voucher for clothing. And I thought, wow, imagine any one of my audience at Christmas time getting this clothing voucher to cut out their kids. Like how, how incredible and special is that at this time of the year? So I felt like I would be letting down my audience as well. I'd be like, no, that's an amazing opportunity for somebody. So yes, let's get involved. And I got to have the creative control. I was like, look, I'm gonna get the Christmas tree up. We'll do the X, Y, and Z. I sent you the pictures for a quick run your eye over before because I was so proud of them. But um, many times, I suppose, it's hard to get pre-approval if it's not on a, a paid basis. And I think that there's the kind of two sides of collaborations as well as how much control you really want from it. But whenever you're doing like a, a collaboration of two people, sharing a giveaway or something together, how you put that together was just, was fantastic. It was so clear. I didn't have to do the legwork of thinking I'm gonna to have to research it. What's the voucher and giveaway going to be for? Um, you were very, very clear of you had thought about it all and it was of, of good value as well. The Dig podcast is all about educating my listeners, but it's so important to me that it is also a place to gain exposure. Each week, we open up the podcast to brands and business owners to pitch to you guys. Have you always dreamed of being your own boss, but don't know how to make it happen? There's a lot to think about when starting your own business, and it can be overwhelming. But you're not alone. The My New Business website has everything you need to plan, start and run your own business, including guidance, advice and support that's right for you. Visit My New Business now to access free checklists, templates and resources that will make starting your own business so much easier. You'll get help with everything from conducting marketing research, finding funding, hiring staff, understanding your legal responsibilities, accelerating your growth and much more. Plus, be inspired by the success stories of those who have already taken the plunge. Ready to make it happen? Visit nibusinessinfo.co.uk slash mynewbusiness. So if you're listening as a business, this is your tips on how to get to work with, possibly pitch a good proposal to someone that you really want on your business. So I just went on to Canva, created a document, and I went back to, I've had, um, people on the podcast before Anna that I've talked about brand values and core values and mine was I, I'm a great believer in the way things used to be and Christmas has gone by and the old traditions and that's what I, I told Anna what my vision was for my Christmas window and in-store merchandising and my whole ethos behind Christmas I put that into the pitch I told her I think your girls would like this going by what you've done I put a lot of work into the proposal I said what the giveaway would be the value what my expectations were and 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 wondered if she could become involved so if you want to get Get noticed by that person you have to put that work in you can't I think in today's age send that DM expecting all singing all dancing from an influencer when you haven't given them the right stuff to work with because I suppose that yeah like absolutely that's so spot on and even you were saying about you put your values and I was reading it being like that's so me but I knew <laughs> you know, it was you that's yeah. why I thought it was a good fit because I was like yeah. she thinks like me she's always into the tradition and yeah, the old and all so that. let's do this so that's what you have to think you can't just anymore think it's okay not that it's not okay but I mean to get the response you want you have to work for it and do yeah. that I think because you could compare that to I would get a lot higher I would love to work together and and I'm like I would love to say yes to everybody I would love you but you know you only have enough hours in the days and the kids and you've got your own work as well I'd be like I would love to do this here and that's it and I'm thinking okay so it's even effort for you to try to find out yeah, what I'm they're thinking, talking about I'm like can you expand more? and then I'm really doing the kind and I think sometimes it's easier to be like oh I'm really sorry it's just not a good time at the moment and mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, as an influencer, yeah. just to put it out there, as someone who works on your account and you've got 95,000 people messaging you and, and, and on your account, just to put it out there, you're never, ever, ever going to be able to reply to everybody that reaches out to you either. I and sometimes you don't even yeah. get opened because no. you don't have someone working for you that can go through it all. I don't so. think I'll ever be at peace with that. Never. No, we'll <laughs> never, never be, be at, at peace. peace with that. That really, that is one of, I don't know, I, I've thought so many ways, how can I manage that better? Because that really, really annoys me that I don't get to reply. Somebody's taking the time to ask a question or write 
and it doesn't get the response and I wish that it could. I used to sit up three, four hours at night time and I would still sit a long time on my phone at night, but there had to be a point I was like, I just need to set the phone down. Yeah. And I'm very conscious of bedtime, bath time to be like, you know, with the kids, I just need to set it down. And even if I think if I was replying to DMs all day, it still wouldn't, no, you wouldn't, get, through you wouldn't get through them. So I suppose if there's anyone listening and they're thinking, well, I messaged before I'm and, and to me as well, you know, that situation where we're in, we're like, oh, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. So you try your best, that's all you can do. But just to say that when when that collaboration happened with you and I, I think I had like 8,000 followers on Instagram and I had this goal in my head that I wanted 10,000 because at that time you could swipe up yeah. when you got 10,000. Yeah. And Anna was messaging me like we were on the R. I was like, oh my God, I'm at 8,5. Oh my God, I'm at 9. And then it hit 10 and she would be, you're at 10. And she screenshotted the 10 and sent it to me. But you were such a supporter of my business as well as being the influencer and that's what it takes sometimes to make that magic collaboration doesn't it i can feel that i understand for somebody what that means because it's more than a number and it's more than and we're just so grateful for those people wanting to join that community and it's actually an opportunity and you can see such a bigger picture on whenever that's growing and i just i let like the i pop you know if i'm doing a giveaway i am glued to it mm -hmm. you know I'm glued to it for the other person mm -hmm. because I'm like I'm so excited you want to do well for them yeah yeah I want to do well and I was so glad because no matter what and I still get nervous before because I'm thinking what happens you if know what flops. happens if this completely flops or the algorithm works against it or what happens if I've been shadow banned and I don't know yet until I'm about to put up this post like you know what and then then it goes up and it starts to do really well and you're like yes I know that just <laughs> you shows know? you know from the business perspective that you understand and that's what makes influencer marketing really magic when that kind of relationship happens so thank you for getting me to 10,000 because I needed it more than I can actually say on this podcast for sales that's what it boiled down to for me I needed the money and to pay the bills and move forward into the next season and I was relying a lot on getting there so thank you for that even though I don't have my shop anymore is another story but but it really helped me at the time that I was in and and you as a business owner if you're listening you can have that too if you approach it in the way that we've just talked about it all those tips and tricks and um, also pricing is a massive thing Anna and you know some businesses don't know what to expect they're actually afraid to reach out because they're afraid I've been there, they're going to be able to afford that person, so I'm, I'm not going to. But influencer marketing has changed so much now, and it's it's massive like part of marketing. And what should businesses expect when it comes to pricing for influencer marketing? Um, it's a, a tricky one because there's kind of no set guide or there's no set kind of pricing thing. And I suppose it's the new journalism and to an extent everybody's got their place in journalism and everything still real is really strong and has that you know that impact over the audience however there's also a really strong audience an engaged audience through influencer marketing too so i think that it's recognizing how many eyeballs will go on to your brand and um, also recognizing that it's interactive so as much as it's really hard to not reply to every DM, if you're doing like a collaboration like that, there's extra trying to, you know, keep an eye out for anything coming through. If anybody needs help, support, advice to understand that person's product better. So there's a lot of ours. It's a lot more than taking a picture and putting it online. You know, it's, it's a bigger piece of work and it has to be normally scheduled in around other brand content because actually you don't want it to be doing an ad every single day mm -hmm. like I would be frustrated as a viewer to see that there so there has to be a bit of like a spread on it too and um, the price and I, I I don't like I think that there's value there's definitely value in it and I think that being very clear on what your expectation is and saying you know I want to have an image or I want to have and, and stories and actually I want to repurpose that content too so we've already created it You've had, instead of me hiring a photographer and a model and styling something up, if you're already creating that, let me use that on my um, on my grid too, on my socials, if I need email marketing um, or Facebook ads, and can I buy that content out? So all of a sudden, you're getting more than just reaching a new customer base or an audience base. You're actually getting the content created for you as well and, and so many other opportunities. Um, so yeah, with the price, I think, is to try and understand the value and to try and understand that it'll be different, you know, how you engage the audience is, the size of the audience too. And don't be put off. 
reach out to somebody and say, this is my budget. What can we do for this? Yes. And actually, and you know, a lot of people who try to help as well be like, right, okay, like that's, let's you know, see what we can let's, do see, for that. What we, let's see what we can if do we can, for that. Yes. Let's see what ours are kind of involved in, in that piece of work too. So I'm kind of, you know, there's... Every, everybody's account is different. But like I, a business recently said to me, I asked this influencer to come um, to my store for a try on and um, they were X amounts of pounds. I think that that's a disgrace. So the, the money was said was, for example, I can't remember what it was, 350 pounds. Mm -hmm. And I said, right, okay, stop now, right? So I'm, do, I'm just saying this straight because I would say to anybody that asked me, 350 pounds, they came to your store, right, for a half a day. There was 20,000 people watching them. Yeah. I think that's amazing value. You think about a magazine, a paper, uh, you know, TV, and you never actually see this true reward. But if you have an influencer in your store, for example, or in your business, and they do a swipe up or a direct link, and you get three grand of sales or two grand of sales, or like, and you get new audience over too, you have to see the value that you talk about. You can't just think 350 pound for them to come for half a day, which yeah. is what people think. But this is a job, and they have worked hard to get their audience, and you're paying to get sales from their audience. You can't expect that that would be in any way free or, you know, in most instances, not free. But I recently had somebody on the podcast and it was Emma Gribben, actually, Digital by Emma. And she said, people have to stop thinking digital is free. And this is digital because it's mm -hmm. like online content. It is not free. This is something that it's a new way of advertising. And you would never have rang up a local paper or a local magazine and said, here, stick that there into your magazine yeah. for yeah. free. Yeah. You wouldn't. So you have to look at influencer marketing like that. And sometimes people are afraid to say that. But I, I think it's important. And, and then businesses will realize, God, well, I'm reaching out to them. This is their job. They're going to advertise 20,000 people. Of course, they're going to come in with a figure. Yeah. And that figure will be reflective of their past brands I've worked with and, and, the, and the return that I'm going to get on that. So I think there needs to be a conversation, an open one. How much are you? Well, this is how much I can afford. What could we do for this? And work together instead of the fear factor that's there. Am I right there? Absolutely. I just and I think I, 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 probably, I probably did waffle around it a bit because you get a bit nervous and be like, who does? But it is a business. A and business. Even, and even like, can you do this for exchange for? And like, we're all in, you know, we all are working to provide for our families. Yes. Our, our, our work is a vessel in order for our lifestyle and for our families and to put food on the table and pay the mortgage. Whenever I launched AC Connects, I got, and it was a really direct, um, a really direct proposal from a, a newspaper. And they said that a half page spread, they would put my AC Connects into a half page spread um, image advertising for £750 and it was just direct. And there it was. And I was like, okay. And I thought, right, okay, let me explore this a bit more. And I was trying to find out the newspaper sales about, you know, and actually with digital, you can track. as well track. And don't get me wrong, there is absolutely a place still for newspaper advertising for the right business or, you know, ma um, advertisements and magazines and all too. I think that, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But at the same time, you have to have a bit more things say like you know recognition of being like actually here's the audience you can get a screenshot before you even go into a pay campaign of saying here's the views and if you are paying don't be afraid to ask don't be afraid to say can i see your demographics mm -hmm. to make sure that actually you know if i'm just a store in northern ireland and i don't have an online an online shop as yet i'm only trying to target people from northern ireland so let me see with the percentage of that influencer's audience that is in northern ireland to see if it's worth my while mm -hmm. so ask for statistics ask for their age group demographics mm -hmm. you know if it's being paid you it's only that's fine to do it it's nearly looking up a menu in absolutely a but it's a conversation it. that people shouldn't be afraid of having yeah yeah and and just remember as well that actually whenever you've done that campaign you've agreed on the fee and you've kind of negotiated and said right okay this is what we're going to do and do have it in, in writing too and that's not about mistrust but i think everybody just knows where they're at when it's all written down and have it written down and say this is what we're expecting and once the campaign is finished don't see it as the campaign finished when that image or the rail or the stories goes up and you're seeing the website traction ask you know 24 48 hours afterwards can i get the statistics and can i get because i want like to evaluate 
you know, where that went really well or where we can improve for next time. So then it's a full, you know, it's a full campaign. It's a full evaluation. And so many people like, you know, whenever I finish a campaign before they even email me after the 24 hours, I'll screenshot and normally send the stats straight over so they don't have to look for it. And I normally give it a week for the grid image because it's up there for a while and I'll send it over so that people can also look. Actually, there was 50 people saved that post. So they're going to come back to that. That's got a longer lifespan mm -hmm. than just that 24 hours. They find that either inspiring or that, you know, they, they want to come back to that thinking, actually, I'm not ready for that now. But I would like to remember that for the future to come back to mm -hmm. it. Um, so them saves and all of them different ways to look at how people are actually getting impacted by the, mm -hmm. the campaign is a really good way to evaluate it then too. And you maybe don't get that with other forms of advertising. Yeah, so think, so if you're a business and you've been considering influencer marketing, it's not just as simple as a DM. There's a lot to think about there. And if you want to do it properly, that's what you need to think about. And then from an influencer perspective, I think that's very interesting what Anna said. She got she gets ahead of the game and sending through the stats. Like be upfront with the brands you're working with and it might encourage them to, God, she was so good and, and was able to show us, let's work with her again. So from yeah. an influencer perspective, it can help as well. And I think as well, it's great for pricing for an influencer perspective, because actually, if you're saying your price and you can say, look, this is my price. And here's here's my audience. Here's my most recent story views. Here's my most recent campaign. And here's how many people clicked on that link and it drove the traffic to it. So this is my fee. But this is also here's an example of other pieces of work that I have done. Here's the image quality, the standard of it. Here's the views and you know, send that all over. and because then it's like, actually, this is the value of that mm -hmm. fee too. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that fee, when you get that number, hold back before you, in judgment and think about what, you know, the whole picture of what goes into that and, and the value that's going to come from it and then make your decision whether it's right or not. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes you get a fee and you're like, no, actually, that's out of my budget and that's okay. And then you'll look at other avenues. But that's just everything that's involved in fee. I think it's so important to talk about pricing. And I don't think businesses should be afraid to ask, nor do I think influencers should I be also, afraid. Yeah, and also, sorry to cut, for, um, whenever I'm representing brands and I'm reaching out to influencers, there's sometimes I have, a, I have a fee and I know it's definitely under the influencer's pricing. And I will take the time, just the way you pitched to me on just about our collaboration. And I'll say, this is exactly what we're after. This is our budget. Um, this is what we'd ideally, like in an ideal world, you can tweak it if you want. But actually, this is where I think that will really benefit yourself and your audience because it's, the brands are so aligned. I think your audience will get a lot of um, enjoyment or benefit out of this. And actually, we can offer something else alongside. Um, and and recognize that I would recognize the value in it too, and it even make it simpler for them. Say, look, approvals. This, I'm going to give a really straightforward brief, so you'll not be waiting three, four days for approvals. There's so many wee tweaks of things that you know it can be really time-consuming. Mm -hmm. That if you're like, well, that'll save me time here and here and here, and it'll be really straightforward. Then yes, let's do that. Um, so yeah, I think for brands, think of ways that you can actually just make it simpler, especially if you're like this is of a small budget but I still want to try to do something and mm -hmm. um, yeah don't be put off I think yeah, as well exactly. what's the worst that happens exactly no. if I, I had said no to me like I would still have had her on my podcast now, like, but you know it definitely had <laughs> deal breaker um so from an influencer perspective any words of advice to an influencer so I put up on the pod, on my uh, actual social accounts that I was having someone like you on I didn't say who but I said any questions and someone said the, the, you know, if, if you're an influencer and you're struggling to get noticed by brands online, should you be reaching out to PR agencies and businesses yourself? What would your thoughts be on that, Anna? And um, how to do that? Personally, I don't, but then that's easy to say for somebody not to. I don't think, I think that if you already have built a contact or a connection with somebody and you're very clear what they're doing, sometimes it might help. Like I've represented the brands I work with now, I've had people reach out to me and actually our campaigns have been really, really good. They've been amazing. They've reached out with a pitch and I'm thinking, yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that. This works really well. And we have ended up doing campaigns and collaborations on behalf of other brands with influencers. I think it's very easy to get caught up and thinking, right, I want to reach there. But I think if you keep putting your energy even when it kind of feels tough into creating really good content with your audience and engaging with your audience and focusing on them 
that brands will eventually see how how engaged and interested that audience are, is and actually you're sharing the things and I, you, you wouldn't even know sometimes of what somebody's picked up on or who's following because a lot of people think that the bigger brands whoever's on their Instagram represent them and doing the market and then nine times out of ten it's not so even sometimes tagging the brands and it is a good way if you're naturally showing you know what you're buying and you would love to work with that brand maybe they will have a connection of saying actually this person is always you know sharing and doing stuff for us maybe we could work with them mm -hmm. but a lot of the time they're actually being represented by a third party okay. as well so it's PR and a lot of the time the actual the people that are watching or your audience could be the PR for them companies yes. so you know you keep putting your energy into that like I've had on, a, on numerous occasions been messaging somebody from their personal account and we're chatting about this or their their kids not sleeping or whatever and then on a Monday morning my emails been like hope you got some sleep at the weekend blah 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 I actually represent and you're like what like you know you yeah. ne you'd never know who who's you're watching at, who's watching who you're messaging and that that there even starting off that campaign I'm like oh I, you know you're, you love hearing that person be like oh, that's amazing that you're doing this mm -hmm. and then you kind of know as well actually we're a similar person <laughs> you know we're on, kind of on the same page mm -hmm. of this here that you, you kind of know what to expect then going into that campaign mm -hmm. yes I would reach out if that if you know somebody you're very clear you, your brand um, values align send that message and say here's the idea I've got kind of do the same pitch and um and but if not and if you're kind of struggling with that there just keep, you know, don't give up keep, keep her going. lit keep her lit yeah absolutely I know you have to and you know you like you said you never know who's watching actually I did a my the dig deep for kids campaign and um, a girl who I've been following or has been following me for ages me and her were talking like you in the dms and all and I was saying that I needed to get a contact for someone that works uh, you know I'm trying to figure out how to get gas to people in need of heating at winter I know this might be hard to follow and this girl that I know from Instagram she's like oh my god I work for Firmus at uh, Firmus Energy I'll just say yeah. and she's like I'll get you the man's name and I was like oh my god you just forget you don't know who's watching you so Absolutely. I guess to that influencer who feels maybe that's not going to come it will if you keep doing what you love and focus it on will. your niche you yeah. will get noticed um can we talk about SE Connects um Anna what do you do for businesses specifically and have you any case studies you can share with us although I think we already maybe touched on a case study at the start but yeah. is that what you'd like to pull on again but what do you do for businesses if people are listening and they're thinking I wonder what Anna could do for me what would your skills be well I suppose there's kind of a range uh, ultimately I try to help the business define their social media strategy in order to connect with their customer their target audience and start to communicate their brand values and their brand um, to an audience and that can look like a one-off mentoring session where we literally sit down I'll do a bit of prep work beforehand we brainstorm, you know, how the business work. And then I still, like, I have such a passion for retail. I've, I'll never really let that go. You'll be the same, Caroline. Mm -hmm. You'll walk in and it'll not just be all about social media. You'll be like, look at this area, you know, mm -hmm. can we start to mix this up a bit, you know, for actually your customers walking in to the business too. So it's kind of a bit of a business strategy and how you can pull social media into that. And not be all social media. I would sit down and say, you know, what PR would be really, really good for this year, like, and help, you know put connections in place for PR and different forms of communication too and then there'll be ongoing kind of partnerships where I'll come in monthly and um, spend a bit of time with the business have a longer campaign or strategy plan and also help manage influencer marketing side of things so I'd be on the other end you know using my own contacts writing briefs pitching and seeing that right through from the kind of the pitch brief stage to the content you know approval and evaluation at the very end as well so I'll manage all of that side of things for businesses but ultimately we're just wanting to see them grow and their own success and it I, I really really enjoy that side of it tell. it's just yeah it's and you know um there's businesses that want to be able to manage that themselves but I speak to a lot of businesses and they're like could you just tell me who could deal, do this for me? Because I just, this is not my skills and that's all right. And thank God for people like you that can do that. And I've seen like specifically Seven and Limavati, I've said, I've seen the change. So like it definitely works. And I guess it depends on people's budgets and stuff, but at least there's people like you, Anna, and the other professionals that come on the podcast that can help. I wanted to say, how do you do all of this with 
you know, you're busy, like three girls and Colin to look after. I know he's probably <laughs> laughing, but I know he's part of your team. But I mean, you have a busy home life with your family and all too, and you're so busy with your influencer campaigns and then your SE Connects. How do you, can you give us any, I know well, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this, but um, I know everybody would be interested to know, like, have you any good tips for us parents who are trying to juggle it all? Carlin, I literally look at you and think the same thing. Everybody does look at everybody and thinks <laughs> they're managing goodness. it better. Honest <laughs> to goodness. And it is that, like, I suppose everybody, you know, how they turn up, but goodness, it's manic at times behind the scenes. And there is, you know, I, I kind of say going into this new year, big boundaries. <laughs> this is, and I'm going to, like, you know, I'm going to be better at going to bed earlier. And at the minute, I, you just, I'm so lucky. I'm such a fortunate position I get to do most of my work at home with the girls and between myself and Colin we're there to pick them up from school and do drop-offs and that's a privilege that I'm, I'm I, know, I understand how lucky I am and kind of in the role that I'm in at the moment so there's there's kind of sacrifices as well of late nights and I'm okay with that at the minute and I'm so lucky with being digital a lot of my work can be done in, later on in the evenings and um, I try to do any blossom birds or brand work during the day because you're fighting against light mm -hmm. <laughs> you know for for creating content but um yeah just very good planning and a good old-fashioned pen and paper diary <laughs> oh very good well that's good and you get a pen and paper diary but sometimes you look but I suppose and just not knowing that you can't do it all I know like, like if I looked at you, you're online, I'm like, back to you, there's not a dirty corner in her house. But is there a dirty corner in your house? I'm sure, that, oh yeah, there's a dirty corner. Um, <laughs> I, I Where is it? Where? There definitely is. I need, I, for me personally, my, I am just, that's me of I being know. like, I need to be tidy. I know, and you're just order, that type of person. And whenever I like start to like get stressed about something, I stress clean. Oh God, I wish <laughs> so, I was like that. <laughs> so I like, I'll stress clean and I'll be like thinking or having my earpods in no. and that's just you can tell you're that type of person you know you can tell that but you know I was just was wondering wonder how she does that but I think you just have to be that type of person that just, cleans when they're stressed whereas I just let it all go to the wind and, and don't like and there is realistic like I've left the house this morning and oh my goodness it's like a trail of destruction I'm sure if somebody walked in now they would think you've been robbed <laughs> you've been robbed <laughs> well that's good to know that that's good to know but I'm not just firing everything back there's always a stair pile you'll never walk into my house and there's not a stair pile if something going up or heading down again I know but, it's so funny because we know stair at home and my mum now sees my stir pad she's like why do you keep leaving stuff at the bottom of the stairs and I'm like I'm hoping somebody's gonna flip and pick it up on the way up but they never they don't. do they don't. <laughs> but anyway thank you so much Anna I hope that the businesses that listen have had their eyes open to the both sides the influencer that you are but also the person that works with the businesses to make the influencer campaigns work and how it's a conversation that people need to be open about and honest like you wouldn't um to go back on it you know you wouldn't not ask a magazine or a newspaper how much they are you know so you know why would you expect that you would do that for free or whatever and you know it's just i think it's just been a very open honest inspiring conversation and i hope that the businesses that are listening got value from it i know that i did as well it's just reminded me just how powerful the whole thing is and um, so thank you so much for being on the dig podcast thank you so much for having me it's really enjoyable <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another week of the Dig podcast. Remember, if you do listen to an episode, screenshot it and share it on social. Remember to tag me so that I see it and I can reshare on my platform. I love to see everyone tuning in each week. It has been an honour to be your host. I look forward to our next episode.